Hello, Sports Talk Basketball, with me, Joe, and Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello. Hello. Um, so, what do you think of the basketball? Of all of the basketball? Um, I guess the only place to start is the Utah Jazz. The NBA leading Utah Jazz. So, so smooth, that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, twenty and five though—that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And um, I mean, I don't think anybody expected them to be that good, and we didn't. I don't know if uh, we mentioned them on one of the recent podcasts. We might have done, um, but they've basically carried on being good. They just swallow up. They're just swallowing up wins as well. I. So they are obviously genuinely really good. I think we did touch on them um, talking about like whether they could be a number one seed in the regular season versus how good they'd be in the playoffs. Um, they've obviously got Bogdanovich back from um, the postseason. Also, Mike Connolly was, was late to arrive, wasn't he? Or did he leave and come back or something in the bubble? Um, I wonder here, though, of the like elite teams, if you look at the ones that are off to a real flyer, the Utah Jazz and the Sixers both went out in the first round. Oh yes, so it's a a it's rest a bit thing. Like a rest. Think? Well, yeah. it could be. It could be. I mean, the the difference those extra couple of weeks would usually be irrelevant. But I mean, they only had about three weeks in total or something stupid. So that extra time might make quite a bit of difference. Something else that you've heard about the Jazz that a lot of explanation for it is the continuity in that they've basically had the same roster, very similar roster for a a while, the same coach. They don't change it around that much. And obviously other teams haven't had the same, like, pre-season and stuff that they'd usually have to, like, you know, for their new new players and stuff to build the chemistry and stuff together. Whereas, you know, they've just had... All new coaches... Or yeah. new coaches and new players, or other teams have had COVID. They've not had the big COVID stuff yet. No, I mean they did the, all the, the start. biggest. Co- yeah, that they, they started off. They they were before it was cool. Um, so they're probably all immune now. Well, that is yeah. That's another side story. Although Kevin Durant has been has tested for antibodies, and he has still you still have to isolate. They could still be yeah. hit by it. So I mean, yeah, um, but they haven't been. Um, whether that's fortune or whatever, I don't know. I guess it uh, is fortune, isn't it? Really? Probably. I don't. I don't, also don't know the figures like um, in in Utah compared to other places, though. That might be part of it. I, I, who knows? But um, they're they're basically just rolling. They're managing to keep their guy. Mike Connolly's been hurt for a few games, um, and he's been playing really, really well. Like his on-off yeah. numbers are just stupid. They're just absolutely yeah, stupid. Yeah, I heard about that. That they're like in loads and loads of categories. He's like one of the best in the league, which is quite surprising. Like advanced stats stuff. I can't remember the names of all of them exactly. But um, well, he's just right up there in loads of stuff. Um, and he yeah. basically they're they're better with just Conley and no Mitchell than they are with Mitchell and no Conley. That's partly of the lineups they put out around them, I think. 
I think it's that they tend to pair Conley and Gobert. I think that's the right way around. So that that, that obviously helps. Um, but he's 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 maybe the biggest difference because Bogdanovich started the season really slowly, coming back from injury and stuff. And Joe Ingles is playing really well, but he's just been like the same sort of player for a while. And loads of their guys are just shooting the ball like incredibly well. Yeah. That's the sort of thing, I guess, that might stop at some point. Um, but they're also but, shooters. It's not It's yeah. not like they're going to crater. Um, it's just like they're not going to shoot. They were at like 44% as a team from three for a while at the start of the season, I think. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like That's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But it's also, it's a... It's, it's a a balanced, well-constructed roster, isn't it? It's just you felt like they didn't have that superstar power to really be like a proper contender. But I don't know. They seem to be doing it at the moment. I still, um, I saw Kevin O'Connor did. He got a load of stick for it for because he put the Utah Jazz sixth on his power rankings. Which I mean, it depends what you mean when you're doing a power rankings. But I think if you were ranking like chance to win the title you'd have to have them that that sort of position because they still yeah. don't um the the chance they could upset like one of the LA teams maybe because if Mitchell has a series like he did against Denver they can beat absolutely anyone like the only way they lost that was because Murray had an even better series and they also had Jokic but you still I mean I don't I don't think it's possible if they're healthy that they can have a regular season good enough to make them favor over the Clippers or Lakers in the playoffs I just don't think they no. can like if they don't lose another game I think I'd still look at their roster and be like well they don't have Kawhi or LeBron or anyone that's even close no and it seems like it's basically it's if they were to win the title or something or, or even get close Donovan Mitchell would have to have one of those post seasons where it really like elevates his status you feel like to um you know a superstar a proper proper superstar yeah and it's it's the weird thing isn't it with these um these very balanced offenses and it's, he's had some really big games already so far still but but these offenses where it's like yeah they've got like they're really good like seven or eight players deep and that's great their rotation like their seventh and eighth best players that's that's cool and everything and you will even use those in the playoffs that's useful depth but also like it it does matter it is reductive to say it's just about who's got the best player because that's not necessarily the case yeah but when you're going up against lebron and Kawhi, not to mention it's about individuals isn't it a lot still you've got to be able to guard them like they've they have got a great defense but like they've not got like great individual wing defenders no and i mean you can always argue that I mean, no one can guard LeBron and Kawhi. That's kind of the problem. But you've got to have someone that's going to make it hard for them, I think, to be a favourite against them in a series. And Royce O'Neal is really good. But, I mean, it's just... It's the, it's the problem, I suppose, with basketball. Or not necessarily a problem, but when you've got players as good as the top-tier yeah. guys at the two Los Angeles teams. And Jokic, that's the other thing, is if they play Denver again... The last time, the only time Utah have lost, I think, in like the last six years, it seems like now, or however long this season's been going on for already, was when Jokic got a million points and Gobert just like couldn't do anything. 
Yeah, there, there I, absolutely no answer for him. Yeah, the thing with Gobert is he is actually quite limited for a um, for a while. Someone who seems to be like an all star most years. He is very oh, is very limited. Yeah, so he's he's amazing, and like the the shot distribution of other teams when he's on and off the court is fascinating, but also. Um, so I think he's he's the bookies' favourite quite heavily. I think for defensive player of the year at the moment, yeah. and it's like well he's that impactful, and Utah are probably going to have a top five defense. That's fine, but also, yeah, you you have someone like Jokic who doesn't need to be in the middle. He doesn't need to be in the paint. It yeah he's no, he's just almost a non-factor. And I just well, I not mean, quite if, a non-factor, but he's not he's not. He's, he's no longer like an all-star, another star on your team, is he? If you've managed to pull him out of the paint, he's just another defender. He's not well, bad at it, but, you know, that's not his, his big strength. And that's where their whole defence is then no longer elite. You, you've yeah. then got actually, well, they've got Donovan Mitchell and Mike Connolly on the court, who both might fight hard stuff, but they're both small guys. Um and yeah. what you you play the Clippers and they're going to play Paul George in one of the guard spots potentially. Like it, then you get into some other some other issues with the roster construction, which actually is really good. Like you said, it is basically like how you should do it as a small market. They're twenty and five. This is like <laughs> they obviously have a chance of winning the title. Um, but <laughs> there are quite clear weaknesses. And Gobert is just an interesting player because he he's there aren't many people in in basketball that are like absolutely top end elite at one thing and like so, so good at what he's good at that if you're talking about the top five centers he's in there but also he's quite limited they use him really well offensively as a dunker and as a screen setter and stuff but also like when you watch it like you can't even post people up he's very very limited as an offensive player skill wise yeah. I mean, that, that was the question about the enormous contract they gave him, I suppose, isn't it? Is, like, ca- how competitive can you be with that contract to a player like that? I mean, the, I guess they're showing that they can be very competitive. But, um, In the regular season for now. Like, yeah. I wonder if they played the Lakers and the Lakers start running Davis at the five. Yeah, that, that's another example of, like, the Jokic thing that they're really going to... they'd really struggle with. I mean, let's see what they've got coming up. They've got the Bucks, the Heat, and Heat double the Sixers, and then the Clippers. Uh, then back the Clippers. To back, well, not not back to back days, but two two against Clippers in a row. That's a big five games, isn't it? And then, well, and then the Hornets, obviously easier. But then the Lakers after that. So it's like a really like tough run because they've. Ju- I mean, they obviously they had to. They've had to beat some good teams. I'd be the Clippers driving the season, but they've really mainly had quite an easy run. Like being the Knicks, they had the, the Mavericks twice in a row and beat them twice, but they've not been good this year. Beat the Pelicans twice, who are really quite bad. They were at the point they played them at least. They've improved a bit later yeah. as well. But that was they were playing them. That's the. I mean, it's always the case in any season. It's about when you yeah. play teams as well. But and, there seems to have been massive fluctuations already. Yeah. 
Also, two of their 20 wins have come against the Pistons. Um, yeah. Who, you know, just sort of a, a dysfunctional team, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's like this. I think like this next. Where's that? The Lakers Lake on the 25th. That's Between... going to be about a week. There's two weeks yeah. then, isn't it? But like, the next weeks. five games, the next five games are over about eight days or something, aren't they? Uh, yes. So the, the second game against the Clippers is on, on the 20th. Um, so yeah, in the next week actually, yeah, I think is huge for their season. And I mean, they're clearly a really good team. Chances. I, and they're they're absolute. They've been playing. They're quite fun to watch as well because the ball's moving around. Yeah. Um, and teams that are shooting a lot of threes without it being ISO kick out um, are usually quite fun to watch. Um, the, the ball's flying around the court. Um, and defensively, obviously, Gobert, people are just scared of going anywhere near the basket when he's there and with good reason. But this is an interesting test. It Also, in these next couple of games, Gobert is going to face Yanis and Embiid. Yeah. Which... Um, I don't know. I don't know the Embiid Gobert track record, um, but this is the other thing: is it's like it's one thing scaring other people off in the paint and blocking shots from other guys, but what, what do you do when there's either Yanis is charging at you? Yeah, and he might. But the, the other side of it though is that if he can like stop those guys at all, then it's like if you look at it from the other side, you don't you don't know how the Sixers or the Bucks could possibly beat them ever. Well, absolutely, but that's that's why it's so fascinating. Is you're basically yeah. putting this guy that the reason he's got a near supermax contract is because he can defend anyone or anyone near the basket is the idea. Oh well, okay. Well, here's your test. Here are the two guys no one can guard near the basket. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but anyway, that that is something to look out for. Anyways, in, in the next week is the whether the Jazz can keep it up. Um, but I, what what other teams you've been impressed with, Sam? Uh, recently, the Sacramento Kings have been on a good little run. Yeah, they're now at five hundred, which for the Sacramento Kings is a win. Basically, I mean they lost the other night. Yeah, they lost to the Sixers, but crucially, the three games before that, they beat the Celtics, the Nuggets, and the Clippers. I th- wasn't that a slightly short-handed Celtics? I think it was it a weakened Celtics. Um, oh, they had Tatum and Brown. There was no Kemba, but that's... That's, that's usual, like, really, isn't it? That's... And that's two of the best wings in the league on one team. I mean, beating them is an achievement. Um, yeah, their defense is still the worst in the league. Not amazing. Um, but offensively, they're playing well. Um, and De'Aaron Fox is basically having... I'm not sure it's a breakout... That's the weird thing with a player like him because he he was had that disrupted last season. He didn't shoot the ball well, and that always has felt like there's a lot of these like slashing guards. Um, yeah, where basically the like how good they're going to be feels like can they shoot, and particularly can they shoot off the bounce? Can he make his own threes and hit them? Because if he can do that, it's like the sky's the limit. And if he can't. Like he's going to be fun to watch, but not much else. Um, and he's up to thirty-five point seven percent from three this season, 
he was below 30% last season and the season before he was 37. And it's like, well, if he's the 37% three-point guy and he's shooting way more this year, nearly double as many threes and scoring over 23 per game, he scored over 30 per game in three of his last four, I think. Um, if he can be that guy, that's like all NBA level talent. It's three of his last yeah. five. His, oh, no. So his last six games, 30, 38, 26, 24, 36, 34. Yeah, I guess the other thing is always Tyrese Halliburton. That yeah. That is, um, I mean, some people seem to think he should be, he's like, it's between him and LaMelo Ball for Rookie of the Year, don't they, at the moment? He's just, he's just so solid. That's kind of the most impressive thing about him is he's just so solid. Like, he doesn't seem to like, do much wrong. It's like an all-round, yeah, already like polished compared to most rookies. And he can really defend, which, I mean, rookies in general, but like a rookie guard, wing types, even guys that come in as defensive specialists often can't defend when they start out. Um, yeah, and and they've got healed when he's shooting the ball. And Harrison Barnes just... I think there was a, a Twitter thread on my timeline a few days ago about Harrison Barnes being underappreciated, and understandably so. He's one of these guys that, like, obviously because he got replaced by Kevin Durant, it was all one upgrade. It's like, well, yes, everyone's an... <laughs> Kevin yeah. Durant is an upgrade on every basketball player, pretty much. Um, and then he's had this big contract and stuff. And even now, yeah, maybe he's a bit overpaid. But it's the problem, perception in sport when someone's considered overpaid that quickly becomes not good it even happened with Chris Paul to yeah. the point that he was so good last year he doesn't even look overpaid anymore and Harrison Barnes is just like oh, yeah he might cost a bit more than you'd like but ultimately this guy just like scores and he can defend forwards he can probably defend like two through four in most matchups it's the ball yeah uh, absolutely, but um, do do why have they been those teams? Basically, do we know has something changed, or are they just just started hitting shots, or what? Because that is I mean, like an impressive Fox going that big. Yeah, is a big part of it. Um, I don't. I haven't looked until... at the numbers, but the eye test felt like they were playing quicker again because you know they slowed it down last year. Yeah. For some reason, Luke Walton slowed it down. Um, Which doesn't really make sense with Darren Fox. I have I haven't looked at the numbers, but it felt like they were they were running the ball a bit more in the games I've watched of them recently. Um, and that's basically what you want to do. I mean, Fox is just. I was going to say he's the most electrifying guard in the league, but that's kind of ridiculous because there's so many. I mean, like, I'd like to. I want to watch Fox against Jar Morant at some point. That'd be fun. Yeah, it would be. Like Fox, that thing about them slowing it down as well, actually, that is like, that sort of fits in with, I think, the perception of Darren Fox was, because I think it was the year before last, wasn't it, when it was like everyone was really excited yeah. about him. And it was sort of last year, it's like, it was just like a bit mess, seemed like he didn't really improve, or if anything went backwards. He had injury problems as well at yeah. some points. And now, yeah, and now everyone's obviously really excited to go and scoring points. 
and yeah i guess it's yeah just just don't want to play slowly with him there's no point playing slowly i think halliburton it probably helps a bit having halliburton as well where they can run the lineups with both of them not that you want to use him off ball a lot but that you're you're not in this position where i mean like they've played lineups quite frequently where you've got sort of fox healed barnes bagley holmes and it's like yeah. fox is just the only one who's going to be able to make a play on that team really in that in that lineup if you can put another guy with him that so often seems to help out the point guard just takes a little bit of the strain off yeah yeah that is a good point um yeah should we move on to um i don't want to talk about the heat briefly not really uh, not really got that much to say but they basically they've got jimmy butler back and one four uh, in a row yeah, they won four in a row, and I mean they they were one of the worst teams in the league. It turns out we didn't need to worry about them. I think I, no. I mentioned that a podcast or two ago that they just didn't have their players. Well, specifically Jimmy Butler. But they didn't. They've they've had people in and out as well. I it was something like they they'd only had their starting five together for like a handful of games until recently, like two games. Like stupid. Yeah. I mean they. Butler's the obvious one. And for some reason, I think because they've got depth, that didn't seem to be used as a qualifier when it was like, oh my God, they're 14th in the East. It wasn't like Jimmy Butler's not played in a month or whatever it was. No. That that seemed to get overlooked. Maybe quite it's... crucial, yeah. But the other thing is those four games they've won have been the Wizards, two against the Knicks and the Rockets. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I guess before Butler was back, they they weren't winning those games that Ooh, easily. They're in the the start of an absolutely savage road trip. So yeah. They just beat the Rockets, just like like the Jazz, actually. Well, they're now playing although, the Jazz. Yeah, although well, the Jazz, jazz were not not a road trip, but yeah, Jazz Clippers jazz Warriors Clippers. Kings. Obviously, we just mentioned have have been playing really well lately, and then the Lakers. Yeah. I mean that's yeah that, that's that's rough. I mean if they get three wins out of that, that is a, yeah. a hell of an outcome. Because I mean that's also there's a back to back there, the Warriors Kings, and on the road back to back in the middle of a, a long West Coast road trip. Yeah, the Aaron Fox sprinting up and down the court is not what you want on the second night of a back to back. That's that's not fun. No, I think that this is like once again this like it that's gonna be a good test of are they is is Jimmy Butler coming back, is that is that fixed them completely? I mean I guess it, well, he's only he's like only come back recently, but you know, I they were obviously they were finals team last year. So, um I don't know, you you expect them to be able to beat anyone, really. But even now, though, they've got no Avery Bradley starting guard, no Goran Dragic, either starting guard or sixth man, and no Tyler Hero, who's been starting most of the season. Yeah, so, so they, yeah, okay. So, so even, I, I mean, I don't know if Dragic is just resting. He was out for the Houston game. Um, but Hero's in health and safety protocol, and Bradley's out for a few more weeks. Um, 
But then again, the other way to look at it is by the end of that road trip, they will be up to um, nearly 30 games. And it's like, no, it will be 30 games. It's like, well, now we're nearly halfway. Yeah. It, the, you can't, the injuries ultimately have happened, and that's your record. And if, say, they lose four or five of those, you're then in the position of, like, you need to have a pretty special second half of the season to be out of the playing. Yeah. Above the playing, rather. Because that's the other thing with the playing, actually, this is there almost even obviously there there are more playoff spots it does almost make it where it's like sixth is actually sort of a cutoff of actually making the playoffs properly isn't it well the, it is like quite, the teams it's in the, a, the, teams in the play are going to be scary like yeah. if you if the wizards sneak into one of the bottom playing spots yeah they've got to beat you twice in a row but do you want to go against bradley beal yeah. like that's there is a chance he's just going to score like 45 and then 55 and you're out but that's, yeah. that's not absolutely ridiculous that well, sort of thing happens even the teams that are in there at the moment you've got the Hornets who have yeah. pulled it together this year with Lamelo Ball um, the Hawks who obviously have like just an incredible offence I mean they can't defend but you know like they all just hit their shots well, you're gonna lose. they're yeah. going to score 150 it's possible they just score 150 and you've lost yeah and uh, well, and then there's the Knicks. We're along with the Heat at the moment. Um, uh, the Knicks, are, I guess, are a little bit meh. But but even so, yeah. e- even so, if you have to play a game or even two against the Knicks and yeah. battle through it before it's not, you play your playoff series, yeah, it's you're not, not going to win your playoff series. It's not enough time to really show your quality that you're a lot better than them. No, anyway. and then uh, I mean, if we want to do the same in the West, so obviously. You've got Denver, Golden State, Sacramento, and Memphis in those spots at the moment, which is mental. Below the, those spots, you've got Luka Doncic's Dallas Mavericks and Zion Williamson and the Pelicans. Like yeah. Those playing games are going to be serious. The depth of talent, the way the talent is spread across the league at the moment, you're not, no one, even if you've only in the top one and you've only got to win one or two games, I mean, that's not, that's not easy. The teams, the teams who finish in the bottom of the playing basically are going to be seriously good and they're going to have talent that can beat you two nights in a row quite comfortably. Yeah, easily. So I think that is... Yeah, that is... Um, basically, if the Heat go on a bad run, what we're saying is in these next five games, it well, another bad run because most of the season's been a bad run until very recently. Uh it does start to look a lot more difficult to make like the playoffs proper you know without the playing saying you know. that the um tied for sixth is only 12 and 14 in the east at the moment they they will be yeah. far from out of it but they could be in a position where they're back down to 13th or 14th and it's undone the four wins they've just got yeah and we're at, like the halfway point almost and yeah um So, who else was it we were going to talk about? Uh, I don't know. We were going to talk about the MVP. don't know if we want to touch on that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that seems to just be a constant thing that's going on at the moment. Um, just every night, one of the contenders puts up a load of points. Oh, it was just amazing. Ridiculous like, game. 
the reason that it keeps changing is basically so ESPN did their um, I think it's is it Tim Bontemps I think I've got that right who does his straw poll of like possible votes every year yeah. and LeBron came out as he's the favourite to win it at the moment and it's like well yeah basically this seems to be if LeBron stays healthy can anyone be ridiculous enough that they can stop it going to LeBron for a catalogue of reasons I mean he sort of lobbied for it when he didn't win the last one kind of this voters yeah. remorse over last season which is a bit silly um and just that he is he is shooting like 40 percent from three and he's 36 years old all of this stuff is playing into it um with varying levels of validity in each of those arguments but then just like every night someone else does something ridiculous there's like one that they've got to be the mvp favorite now yeah and usually in and, and jokic isn't it well, and Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Yeah, lost I, I've not heard Steph Curry mentioned in that much, which I think is, I mean, shouldn't shouldn't be the case. Like he, I think he should be considered. I mean, the Warriors maybe aren't quite doing well enough at the moment, but also neither are the Nuggets. No. The Nuggets are thirteen and eleven. The Warriors are fourteen and twelve. I think that argument, and I would make the same case potentially, despite loving the idea of Curry winning it. I think that's because people think the Nuggets will be a top four team eventually. Yeah, and they're not so sure the Warriors just, will. Yeah, they don't think yeah, the Warriors have yeah, to Yeah, I do them, think if, the Warriors do have to move up. But, but if I they're mean, top six, though, we just said how big top six yeah. is. If they're top six and Curry... Curry is basically, like... I mean, I think it's since the turn of the year, he's averaging, like, over 30 points a game and shooting, like, 45% from three and getting to the line more. He's doing every, everything that they said, what the Warriors need Steph Curry to do if they're going to be a playoff team. He's just doing it. And the, the funniest thing is, this is all like, well, team's going to have to just go out and try and just stop Steph Curry. They are. They're setting their whole t- defense yeah. up to stop Steph Curry, and he's still doing it. It's ridiculous, some of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's like putting up records, isn't he? He, added, stuff, he hit like, 10 threes last night. Yeah. He hit 10 threes. Did, I don't know if you it saw it. His 17th game or something in his career, wasn't it? Yeah, and the next highest is someone who's done five times. Yeah. Who's his injured teammate, Clay Thompson. I mean, <laughs> like, he's just... He's basically normalised this absolutely freak stuff. He's, he's completely silly what he's doing all the time. Yeah. Really, really is. And I... I yeah. I, I, you almost run out of words for it. Well, you do, because it's just like, like the Warriors commentary team are the same. You li- listen to them during a game and they just like, you just hear them shout his name <laughs> and the ball goes in the air and they just go, wow, like over and over again. Uh, yeah. He had, had five threes really quickly in the game last night as well. I mean, it's weird. And I think he deserves a little bit more of the LeBron treatment is if LeBron is getting this almost as a legacy MVP, because yeah. he should have more than four. We may well look back on Steph Curry's career in a few years and be like, he was good enough to have more than two, wasn't he? I mean, like, go look back on some of these games. I think particularly if they get a top six seed, because like we said, being top six feels like it means a lot. If they can keep winning games at this rate, and I mean, he's just scoring in in silly, silly ways. He, what is a good shot for him? And I know there's always the comparison with Damian Lillard. Lillard has a similar thing, but it's not quite... A good shot for yeah. him is anything. He can just yeah. take it from anywhere, and you're like, well, he makes those. Like the logo one he did against Dallas. Yeah, it's that, like, that's the one I always just like... There's like over 20 seconds left on the shot clock. The rest of his team is still just jogging up the court. 
He just pulls up. Yeah. I don't need you guys. I don't need you. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And some of these where he puts a load of dribble moves, it, when he gets a switch, and he, I mean, he'll, he'll blow by them and get a layup quite often. But sometimes he just, it's like he's messing around. He just puts a load of dribble moves on them, steps to the right, and just throws up yeah. in the air. I think, yeah, it's, it's the thing that it's like. I think like it's, it's no one ever talks about his handles and stuff like that, but I know some of the, these things in the paint that he's done as well this year. He's like oh, there was that that finish he did the other night, the spin, yeah, the, the Michael spin Jordan move. one. It's just, it just yeah, went on. it's like I, I don't know. It's like obviously everyone knows about the shooting, but his handles and finishing at the rim. It's like. As good as anybody in the league, I think sometimes. I people always say oh, Curry Irving, yeah, he's probably yeah, he's like everyone says one of the best handles in you know, in the history of the NBA. Which is probably true. But sometimes watching Curry you think like I don't know how far behind that he is. Well, I just don't know what Even you can the... do. I don't know what you can do against it. Like when he's doing this and the ball's just like disappearing, it's going all round his body and then he just pulls it up and shoots it before you can even realise he's picked it up. And it just yeah, like and then said, if you do manage it. to get the hand your hand in the way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't yeah, matter if I you mean, manage to contest it. That Curry versus Doncic game the other night is one of the. It might be the most fun regular season game I've seen. That was since we did our last podcast a few days ago now. And Doncic got like forty-seven, and Curry got fifty-two, and it was just just amazing. Doncic was doing some of this stuff as well, where he just dribbles, <laughs> dribbles up the court, just like steps back. From from way beyond the three point line, I was in again. Okay, like, cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I we, think we've Curry slipped into talking about the Warriors again, like we seem well, to do every Curry, really. But, yeah, he, he's, he's just so much fun though. I I watching Curry go off like that. It's kind of become a bit of a cliche on Twitter to be like, this is as fun as it gets, but it really is. I I can't even describe why it's quite so much fun. I think it's just the that he's sort of always pushing it, you know, like that shot from yeah. the logo. It's like, no, he's not. He's not really going to do that. And he just, what? Like, it's because yeah. he does stuff that seriously no one else. I mean, Lillard it, again, but he's just. I don't know what it is. He's not quite. He's not quite where Curry is with the the silliness of just that. You can't take that shot. That's stupid. And he just takes them like ten times a game, and they go in at a better rate than people take normal threes. It's is amazing. Um, and I think, yeah, I think if LeBron's getting legacy points in this, and I know he just won the title, and I know the Lakers are better than the Warriors, um, LeBron's numbers this season are basically like, yeah, the, if you pace adjusted them, I think they're slightly below his other MVP years, and he's shooting the ball better and stuff. Curry is just, he's just playing as he did when he last won MVP. It's just, yeah, or maybe if you look at his stat lines, I think it, he's unanimous silly. MVP. Yeah, it's he's very very close to that, and that was on that was with Clay Thompson. Th- yeah. This is when he's facing box and ones, and he's getting trapped all the time, and like yeah. Kelly Gray is just doing comedy routines every so often. Like, it's just he he has to be in the mix. But I think if you're talking about Jokic, you have to have Curry in there, at least while their teams are close on record. If Denver yeah. do pull away from the Warriors and the Warriors are a nine seed, then yeah, you can't really give it to someone a nine seed. But for now, the Warriors are in the mix to get home court in the first round. And I mean, there's only 
there's only one guy that's really responsible for that. They're they're basically like with the Timberwolves if if they swap Curry for Brad Wanamaker as their starting point guard. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. So, um, like, Curry was my prediction. I remember that when we did that preseason podcast. Can't mm-hmm. remember who you predicted. I went Damian Lillard as my, my best value option. Portland are fourteen and ten. Yeah, that that is actually another thing. Actually, Portland. I know we're going on about how insane all the Curry stuff is. Portland have haven't they just had so many injuries and stuff? Well, there's no McCollum, Nurkic, or Zach Collins. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Mello went off against the Sixers last night, but Lillard still got 30 because he's just taken so many shots. Um, players averaging more points per game: Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, and Bradley Beal. He's on the same as Joel Embiid. Um, he is. His 36 minutes per game is sixth behind Harden, Randall, Van Vliet. Jeremy Grant and DeMontis Sabonis and he's shooting 38.8% from three on 10.7 three-point attempts per game only Steph Curry is attempting more threes per game 7.1 assists which is good for ninth in the league I mean his yeah. numbers he's always Cur- there Curry's, Curry's not on the assists very well is he this year I don't think um, he's 21st with 5.9 yeah, because um, he's just taking so many shots. But Draymond Green is sixth. Have you seen Draymond Green's assisting recently? Yeah. Have you seen his numbers there? Yeah. Since they moved him to the five, he has basically been assisting like the greatest. His his last five games, assist numbers, 15, 15, 10, 11, and 11. Yes. I mean, that, that, that is absurd. With like no points as well. Yeah, just refusing to score any points. I mean, he can't. He's missing layups and stuff. He's really, really bad when he has that to score points. Yeah, but Lillard, Lillard's case is is sneaky. I think if the Warriors drop off and Denver, say Portland, say you end up with Utah, LA teams, Portland as the four seed, which is within reach because they're winning yeah. games and they should get McCollum back soon. And Lillard ends up averaging nearly thirty a game as he's on course for. He will be there or thereabouts. It's just, it feels so much like a LeBron's award. I don't really know how anyone can beat him unless like Embiid's case is if he keeps playing like this and the Sixers have the best record in the NBA. Yeah. But LeBron still hasn't missed yeah. a game and Embiid has missed five, I think, already through rest. and. You, you feel like at some point though, LeBron's going to start Surely they, he's gonna can't play this much. But, whole season. But then we do this every year, don't we? Like surely at some point he's gonna. Yeah. But also at some point he will, he will not. I mean, didn't he? Didn't he actually rest more than this last year? He did rest occasionally, um, but now Anthony Davis is potentially hurt for a bit. He's questionable, I think, for their game tonight with this Achilles thing. If they're wary of Davis, then LeBron is just still going. I mean, yeah. I think his minutes might get controlled a bit more, but I don't know. And Embiid is obviously going to sit out a lot. It's the one thing I have with Embiid's MVP candidacy is Kawhi was basically ruled out of it each of the last two seasons because he was load managing. And Embiid yeah. has... They've put him down as like knee and 
and they've basically found reasons to rest him. Maybe he was hurt to a degree, but like it's quite clearly they're being very, very careful with him. I don't know why, because we're not calling it load management. It's basically the same thing they're doing with him there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that should count against him. If LeBron's already played five more games, I don't. Th- what I mean is that gap's not going to close. LeBron's not going to rest way more than Embiid through the rest of the season. No, I guess not yet, because Embiid's, Embiid's going to carry on resting. So then, how does he ca- how does he overtake him? Is it like what is Embiid? I mean, the way he's been playing recently, his scoring average might keep going up. He's at twenty nine point four. Even do you see this in that game they beat the Kings? It was there was all the oh, Embiid's not playing very well. It was one of his, he got like twenty seven and seventeen with like two steals and two blocks. He's just putting yeah. up like freaky numbers. Um. I think he is at quite a disadvantage. I think it's going to be very hard to beat LeBron to it. Yeah, but there's still, I guess, there's still plenty of time to go. Um, so we'll see. But I think we need to wrap up anyway. Um, yes. And yeah, we've got when, when the, the All Star game coming up. When is that? Ish. It's not that soon, is it? Uh, if that happens I mean I'm sceptical of that no but they'll still be all-stars picked anyway won't they yeah we'll pick our all-star team so we should do that maybe we should do that next next time or I don't know what everyone people are voting for it now aren't they that is like quite a lot of discussion at the moment but um, yeah so next time maybe or one of the next few we'll do that yeah soon So, um, yeah, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.